I'm Aaron Schlein, and I'm here to help you turn your love of travel into a thriving business and a dream life. This is Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. Yo, my friend, Aaron here, and you have landed on episode number 19 of Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. This is the second of two interviews that I did recently with with two gentlemen whom I had hoped to speak to before we attended TravelCon in September. And TravelCon's a conference for folks looking to build sustainable businesses in the travel industry. And I interviewed a dozen people before TravelCon, and there were just two gentlemen. Last week, I interviewed John McKenzie, and then this week, I'm interviewing this week's guest, John Bakator. A double dip on the, the Johns there. And yeah, John and I just weren't able to connect prior to TravelCon, so we did an interview after TravelCon. So we go through John's whole story and his kind of his struggles, where he was at going into the TravelCon conference, what he learned while he was there, and where he's headed now. So here it is, my chat with John Bakator from Canada. I really appreciate John taking the time, and I hope you enjoy this chat. Notes for this episode are at DramaticTravels.com slash E19. Today on Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs, we are joined by John Bakator, and John is joining us from Cochrane, Alberta, Canada. He's working on a website. We got a, he's got a little bit of a, a flux there, some decisions to make, and we're going to be getting into that in just a moment. John Bakator, welcome to Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs. Well, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. It's certainly my pleasure, John. We're going to dive in and we're going to start talking business here in just a moment. But before we get there, take a moment, John, tell me a bit about yourself and the role that travel has played in your life. Tell me your story. Okay. Well, um, I am, uh, I like to refer to myself as a recovering accountant. I had a 31-year career in the Canadian version of the IRS. So as you can well imagine, my presence in a lot of places was not exactly welcome. So after finishing that, um, it occurred to me that, you know, I'm young enough, I'm able enough, and I need to do some traveling. And that was how I was spending my vacations anyways. So since, uh, since I retired from uh, the accounting position, I have done quite a bit of traveling, actually. I've been to Europe. I've uh, gone to England. I went to see the NFL game last year, um, my beloved Minnesota Vikings. And uh, I've been to Australia a couple times, um, Hawaii. Uh, through the states, um, I've been to many, many places, and what I've discovered um, through it all is that a person my age, um, we're looking for we're looking for what I call peak experiences. I want to have something really memorable that's really going to just stick in my mind, and when that happens, I believe that I can learn a thing or two, you know. And being a baby boomer, um, there's a natural tendency to want to share that knowledge with other people. So it just occurred to me that it would be a great idea to get in touch with other boomers through the internet, share my information, my experiences, try and help them. And as I'm discovering, I think it's a real niche. I think it's a real opportunity that's, that exists in the travel industry today. And maybe you can certainly provide some plenty of value to other, other recovering accountants out there. <laughs> 
So I, I can really, I think you got a great story, John, and I appreciate you getting into that, that detail. And it's cool that you, you know, you, you did the career, you completed the accountant career, you retired. And mo- a lot of people say, I'm going to travel. I'm going to see the world when I retire. You're actually doing it and not just doing it, but you're, you're thriving. And now you're at that point where you are looking to actually, you know, turn back and, tr- and teach others to be able to do what you did, other fellow ba- baby boomers. And I, I just think that's super cool. So tell me about, your options. We talked a little bit in the pre-interview chat. You're going through a little bit of heartburn on settling on a domain name, which is you know very, very critical. So let's talk about that. What are your immediate plans to get this thing off the ground? Well, um, being a boomer, you know, there's this tendency to want to be really independent and try to make decisions on your own. And I'm discovering that the internet or the world of the internet is very large. And once you start getting connected to people, like I did at the recent TravelCon 2018 in, in uh, Austin, um, I discovered that yeah, I'm on the right track, but uh, I can do some tweaking. And the very first thing, and this seems almost counterintuitive, is that you actually have to have a decent domain name in order to actually start this. You, you need to have a blog, no matter, or some kind of a website uh, in order to have a presence. And this ties into an email address and and so on. So I'm really, really torn. And while my name, Bacator, I love, it's what I grew up with, it's really not a great internet name or a great domain name to have or to be found or whatever. Uh, At least uh, there's very few people that can actually relate to it. So I'm I'm toying around with two domain names as, as the present. I own them now. And I'm going to decide very soon as to which to use. The first one is uh, jetway.com. Uh, and that's, uh, it has an Australian bent to it. It's jet with two Ts. And it smacks of travel. The other name, which I'm kind of leaning towards, is Baby Vroomer. I am a baby boomer. And the word vroom, you know, in, sort of denotes travel. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of leaning towards that one. And um, I've I purchased, like I said, the domain names. I'm just as we were speaking. I'm in the process of installing WordPress and tweaking the uh, um, the files to make it secure. And uh, I've got the I've got the theme, and that's where we stand right at this minute. Keeping in mind that every time I try this, you know, it's like three, four steps forward, a couple steps back, and you know, and I have to call somebody, and you know, and I need to get coached, which is kind of hard for a boomer. <laughs> Yeah, explain that one. But why is it hard for a boomer to get coached? Well, it's kind of funny. Uh, when when I started looking at baby boomers as a as a segment of society, there's a couple things about them. Boomers, by and large, um, have done life. You know, they bought their houses, they bought their cars, they've had their families. They're now transitioning into retirement, empty nesting. You know, and they wanna they wanna have a, a great time in in their retirement. You know, but char- like one of the characteristics of boomers is that they love to mentor or to teach people. They don't necessarily like to get taught, <laughs> which is kind of a weird thing. So, so this is the source of many kinds of conflicts with, say, millennials. You know, millennials like to just dive in and just show me and whatever, and and boomers want to show them, but it's it's just in the way that they they do it. You know, and I find myself I- exactly like that. I want to do it. I think I can do it. I have knowledge. Uh, I, I feel like I'm smart enough to do it, but really I need help. And it's, it's, a, it's about sort of, um, you know, becoming a little bit more humble, shall we say. <laughs> 
Well, there's no such thing, John, as, as being too humble. Now, yes. I'm going to ask you a question, and it's, it's, I, don't, uh, I certainly don't mean to call you out as being over the hill or past your prime, anything like that. <laughs> but I'm curious, given that you've, you know, as you said, done life, yeah. what is the sense of urgency like? How does that, what is the sense of urgency like for someone who, you know, you, I feel like as at your position, you kind of want to get this sucker moving now. And one thing we heard yeah. sort of over and over at TravelCon was it's a, it's a process. It's not going to happen overnight. So tell me about that kind of that battle going on in your head uh, for someone who probably wants to get this thing off the ground and moving quickly. Yeah, that's a great question. So here's the thing. Um, baby boomers and millennials have one thing in common. And it's about um, being time affluent. You know, if you actually do the math, you know, boomers uh, will have about a trillion hours of recreational time given to them uh, by virtue of just retiring. So they have to do something with themselves. The one difference, though, and, and, and millennials have time affluence as well, especially the young millennials. The older millennials are getting into families and careers now. But, but the younger millennials, you know, they've got time. Big difference between the two. They don't have any, you know, millennials don't have the money. The boomers have about 80% of the wealth. But millennials, millennials have time expansiveness on their, on their side. They've got like 200 vacations ahead of them in their lifetime. Boomers have what, 20 to 50, maybe, you know? So, so time is sort of ticking, you know, and uh, you can't waste the time that you have. So there's a sense of urgency to, yeah, I want to get this thing up and running. I need to make the contacts. I, I want to get out there. I want to be known while I can. I hope that makes sense. It does make sense. And it also, it really sort of hits home why you invested in yourself uh, by attending TravelCon, number one, and then also mm-hmm. thinking thinking in those the, the, in terms of coaching, because that is, I'm not saying that you, John, can't figure all these things out on your own, because I'm certain you can. Mm-hmm. However, it might take you a decade to figure out, put all these pieces together. And with the proper coaching, with the proper investment in yourself, you might be able to t- turn that 10 years into t- two years, just to, just to sort of pick a number. So tell me about some of the specific, the specific knowledge, specific expertise that you're trying to acquire and what you're doing to acquire that knowledge, this type of, of experts that you're seeking to bring into your world. One of the things that I'm looking at is um, even, even themes you know, like WordPress themes, I'm, I'm comfortable with the idea of installing them and all that kind of business where I'm weak is tweaking them. So there is uh, uh, um, coding problems. How do I actually do that? And understanding how to work with a theme, right? And there are people out there that have been in that position who I think would be excellent mentors, teachers, whatever. And, and if I can you know, shave a week off of my life, so to speak, and, and or save a week uh, uh, in, in terms of just thrashing yeah, yeah, around. Don't be shaving any weeks off your life. We want no, to add no. weeks. <laughs> exactly. So, so there's, there's that aspect of things, you know, so the technical piece. And then, then uh, when it comes to the content, that's one of the things that I learned in TravelCon that was really, it really hit home for me. Um, Everybody said content was king. You have to have quality content. And almost without exception, everyone was saying, well, you have to have good stories. You need to be a good storyteller. And I wish that TravelCon, uh, they had, I wish they had speakers that really talked about the technique of storytelling. You know, like, is there a process? Uh, you know, can you learn it? Uh, um, 
what do we really know about it? How is it really done so that you can write compelling copy or make a compelling video or, or even a podcast, whatever it is, how do you do it? You know, so stuff like that, um, I hate to say it, you don't really get taught that as you're becoming an accountant, <laughs> you know, you, you, you have to learn it. And there are people who have blazed that trail who might be good teachers. And one, you know, it's interesting, one of the uh, sessions I attended, which was uh, how to pitch an editor, um, it was really great listening to these senior editors talk about, and, you know, from flagship publications, New York Times, Traveler Magazine, Fromers, you know, uh, it was really interesting to hear, like, the business end of things. How do they actually see things? How do they want to get pitched? What kinds of stories they want to hear, you know? But again, the actual technique of storytelling, it, 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 that was kind of missing. And I can tell you one thing. If, if I find out that in uh, TravelCon 2019, they have sessions like that, I'm, I'm there in a flash, right? <laughs> I'm going to be there. I want to I soak that up. So, and I want to talk to storytellers who are accomplished, and I, I want to hear about that. Because one, one of the struggles is a, this idea of having an authentic voice. And the only way I know how to be authentic is really talking to my tribe, you know, people like me, because we all have the same issues and they, they would understand and I would understand them. So I think that's probably a good or a better fit. I'm not sure, but we'll, we'll see. But so storytelling, the technical piece would be there. And then, of course, um, uh, I know I have to do a better job of networking, you know, getting to know people like yourself and, and others and, and, you know, just getting my name out there and just being known as the guy who deals with baby boomers. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing, you know. So, you know, it's, it's all facets. And then we're talking about SEO. <laughs> how, the, how does that fit into, into things, right? And then, of course, the techniques of the, of the different um, deliveries. You know, like, is it, is it going to be all print? Is there going to be video? Uh, then you got social media to learn. How do you master Facebook, uh, Instagram, YouTube, if that's what you're going to do? And I just found out yesterday that Instagram has something called IGTV. Who knew? <laughs> so, well, I hope your, your head isn't spinning too much because, I mean, you just you covered a lot of things. And every single one of those points you made ha has value. But I think you, you also know, or if you don't, you need to know, you can't do it all at once. And you got to you know just build kind of one brick at a time. One thing that's interesting about your story as you were talking about being a storyteller. One thing I think you've got going for you 100%, and I, and I think you would agree because you sort of touched on it earlier, is you know that you know your audience, you know who you're trying to speak to. You can always refine it. You know, your it sounds like your your perfect reader might be a little fuzzy, but you do know a lot about them already. And I think you have a cool cool kind of mix between your your needs as a blogger and as a as an entrepreneur in that you don't have the time affluence that a millennial would have. You have that in your business, but then you also the people you're speaking to, your audience, fellow baby boomers don't have that time affluence uh, when it comes to time they have to travel. So you can you know, just really, I think that that point, you can drive that home over and over and over again throughout your content and really use right. it as a, a, as a bit of a North star to guide your storytelling as you develop those storytelling skills. So I think, I mean, just obviously yeah. you do what you want. There's, there's an outsider. That's, that's what I'm hearing from you. And I think you got, do have a cool, a cool angle to take on this. You mentioned networking and for those just 
if you happen to be tuning into Dramatic Travels Entrepreneurs for the first time and you haven't once heard us mention TravelCon, just real quick, TravelCon is in the past now. It happened last week in Austin, Texas. It was a wonderful, wonderful conference that brought together people from all over the world who are trying to build sustainable and successful businesses in the travel industry. John and I were both there, although somehow, John, you and I, our paths never crossed. But let's <laughs> talk about that networking piece because that was, to me, that was the huge, the biggest value overall was bringing all those minds, those personalities, just those like-minded individuals under the same roof for three days. So talk to me about your networking experiences and just tell me something you did well and then something you want to improve on. Well, okay. So unfortunately for myself, um, I did uh, on the, on the first night of travel con, I, I did go out to a restaurant and I did have some food that didn't really agree with me. So it kind of took the wind out of my sails in terms of really being, you know, uh, sociable, let's put it that way, you know. But having said that, what I found really interesting was um, when my phone would run out of juice. And uh, it turns out many people have their phones running out of juice. And the hotel actually had these stations where you can recharge. Well, people would just naturally gravitate. And then the conversations would flow. Business cards would be exchanged. Ideas would be exchanged. That was great. That was really, really good. I wish I had done more of that. Um, the other good part was when you had industry people, so like uh, tour, like travel or tourist information bureaus, they would send people. And the one I'm thinking of right now is Australia. The fellow who represented the Australian travel, you know, uh, tourism industry, um, he actually resides in New York. And having great conversations. What are the opportunities to say collaborate on stories with uh, with uh, Australian firms aimed at baby baby boomers in Canada? You know what what exactly are the opportunities? Uh, same thing with um, TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor was there. Had a great chat with them, and from California, um, uh, their representatives were were there as well. And it was just fantastic. It was really really good that way. Um, and I did manage to actually connect with the, um, uh, the senior editor from Fromers and it, it turns out, um, um, I have a, I have some pictures that I had posted on Unsplash about a year ago. I don't know. Do you know Unsplash by the way? I do not. Oh, okay. So I, I was just getting into photography about a year ago and, and you can upload your photos to this website called unsplash.com. And uh, you basically give away your rights, but at least you find out whether or not people would like your pictures or not. Well, it turns out that the editor from Fromers had selected one of my pictures for an article that he wrote. So we had we used that as a as a um, you know a, a you know an an opener or a, you know breaking the ice, so to speak. You know, and it was a great conversation, and that led to potential of working with him and finding out how to pitch him. For, for future articles, which I, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> I'll gladly do that, you know. So my experience was actually pretty, pretty good. Um, there, weren't, there weren't as many baby boomers I, as I would have liked. This is definitely an industry that is, is dominated by younger people, which is fine. Um, but everybody's open. Everybody was friendly, you know. And uh, the one thing that really helped was using an app called Haystack to exchange business cards with. It was electronic. I've got it in my phone. And uh, in, so I'm, I'm never going to lose their business card if I've got it recorded digitally. I thought that was kind of neat. 
And uh, yeah, somebody there showed it to me. I downloaded it right away. And yeah, it really made things easier for me, you know? Um, and plus it's good for the environment, right? hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I love that. I love, I love hearing about that. And I couldn't agree more with you about people being welcoming and friendly. Oh, yeah. uh, and, and the, it's so funny that you brought up the point about the charging station, because I was always looking to meet people, anybody, you know, anybody I, I could really to just have a few minutes and meet as many people as possible. But when you got that person who was by the charging station, you knew that you weren't interfering with their day. They weren't going anywhere. That's they were right. there waiting. For, so you don't feel like, you know, that they're constantly trying to move on or that you're somehow monopolizing their time. Like they're not, they're, they're not going anywhere. And that was a great little, little takeaway. If you, you know, for, yeah. for next year or any other event, when someone's charging their phone, they're probably going to be there for a while. They're probably looking for some conversation, quite frankly. So super, super cool to, to hear that. So what's something you, maybe you didn't do so well, or a missed opportunity, something you, you want to capitalize on for next time? Well, I did. I did let my upset stomach get in the way. I have to admit, um, I was just fearful of um, not coming across or not having the best version of myself to put forward. And uh, I, I that when I when I'm not feeling great, I tend to withdraw. And and that's just a personality thing. Yeah, I'm an accountant too, right? So, so. <laughs> recovering accountant, John. <laughs> I know. So so what happened was it was kind of hard for me to sort of dive into conversations and, and uh, reach out more than I, than I wanted to and actually um, extend invitations uh, for conversation. I was, I was just trying to get through the day. You know, that was the second day. And on the last day, it was a lot better. Um, what I would do, and unfortunately, what it made me do is miss the, um, like the end of day events. And I think that's where the real uh, networking takes place. And uh, and I missed I, I missed my opportunities there. So if I and I'm probably going to go next year. But um, having said that, uh, I'll make sure that I will not miss those after party events, so to speak. Well, I can tell you from firsthand experience, John, and I certainly don't mean to rub it in, but those <laughs> yeah those those evening parties were remarkable. And I have to just tip my hat to the folks who organized TravelCon, the venues they chose for those evenings. We never ate at the same place twice. We never drank at the same place twice. They were all just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, food was, you know, food was included, open bar all three nights. I'm, I, I'm sounding a bit like a commercial and I don't care because it was just a phenomenal time. I can't say enough great things. Uh, a guy I met, Dale is his name from Airtrex, wrote a blog post shortly after TravelCon. He said it was like summer camp for bloggers, and <laughs> I, I couldn't agree with him more. And that's that's a high praise compliment. I don't want it to be misconstrued. It was it was just a phenomenal experience. I'm not sure I've had three more impactful days, at least professionally. I don't think I've had three more impactful days in a really long time, if ever. So yeah, definitely, yeah. Uh, hopefully put that experience behind you. Maybe stick to, stick to simpler foods the, yeah. the night, or maybe you should have joined us. We should, you should have joined us for the kickoff party at the, uh, the black sheep lodge. I, I don't think anybody came out of there with any food poisoning that I am aware of. <laughs> well, and, and unfortunately for that particular event, um, that was the, that was day one. That was, so that was about traveling you know? And so coming, it's one thing I'm learning as well. If you want to get those discount airfares, often you got to leave um, the airport at like six in the morning, which means in an in, that's an international flight. So that means you got to be at the airport like two hours beforehand. And because I'm in Cochrane, it's about an hour to the airport. So I'm like, I'm basically starting my travel day at about two 30 in the morning. You know, it's crazy. So you, know? you, you need to leave now to get to TravelCon 2019. Basically, that's right. 
Well, TravelCon 2019 is next summer. We don't even have to wait a whole year, actually. It's in the end of June, June 27th to 29th in beautiful Boston, Massachusetts. Still going to be an international flight, but plenty of time to plan. And I don't know, bring, bring, your, <laughs> bring your emodium, your tums, whatever you need, John, because we, we need you there for the whole three days this time, my man. And can't wait to, to hear more about you. We've been speaking to John Bakator, who's joining us all the way from Canada, from Cochrane, Alberta, Canada, to be specific. Uh, you can find John maybe at jetway.com, maybe at babyrumor.com. We're going to follow up with you, John, and check in on your journey. We'd love to see where you're going. Hopefully, you get there quickly. Bring in those coaches and mentors. Get there quick and let us know how you're doing. Really appreciate you taking the time, John. Thanks very much, Aaron. If you create travel content, then you know how important it is to truly connect with your audience. And podcasting is simply a phenomenal way to create those intimate connections. Podcasting lets you use the power of your voice to share your message, change people's lives, all while expanding your influence and growing your business. My friend, podcasting is a huge part of my dream life, and I want to help make it part of yours too. So if you're ready to start using the power of your voice, take that first step by going to dramaticpodcasting.com. And there you're going to find everything you need to start your podcasting journey from how to create and launch your podcast to how to grow your audience and start making money. It's all there, my friend. It's at dramaticpodcasting.com.